0: As a BYU fan, I think Tom Homo is doing everything he can, but I don't think the school and church are. Mo' money, mo' money, mo' money.
1: DJ and PK, join, reminding you to join Scotty and hands Tuesday from noon to 3 at Sleep Medical, 8941 South, 700 East in Sandy. wait's going in college football. Have you ever done everything you can? Even if you've done it this year, do you have to do more next year? Because everyone's got their foot on the gas. It goes back to what you said about uh, you know, when Bronco had his 43-win, 9-loss run for four years. Obviously Utah got in the Pac-12 since then. The whole Pac-12 started recruiting in the state of Utah since then. Recruiting has become more regional and national since then, and the money has exploded. Well, then they didn't need to do everything. They were doing enough.
2: But since everything changed around them, now they need to increase it more. Back then, they could get away with it. And great. You put together that kind of run. Who cares? You're, you are doing enough.
1: But that's 10 years ago. That might as well be 50, 100 years ago. It's the way things have gone in college sports. Yeah. Money's exploded since then. Right. So they have to overspend now, not underspend.
2: Yeah, so that take just barely came in from Brian. So that's three votes for no in our
1: little poll. Three to one on no. hmm Statistically insignificant. It's representative. You know this.
2: Maybe they need to make a better financial commitment. And maybe they are in the process of doing it. It just needs to take more time to do it. And then it goes relative to the expectations We had Jay Drew on earlier uh, this week talking about maybe BYU fans need to lower their expectations. And I'm in that camp to a degree, but I'm not in that camp 100%. Well,
1: I guess lowering them from what to what. I mean, if your expectations would get back to Broncos 43-9, and I would bet against that happening. But... That doesn't mean that just because the last two years are seven and six, they have to stay at seven and six. I kind of get seven and six last year, coming off a four and nine season, knowing you're going to switch to a freshman quarterback in the middle of the year. How hopes? How high were your hopes really? Now they're higher this year, and especially once you were two and one.
2: Uh, yeah, I see. The problem I have last year, you got a twenty-point lead in the second half against Utah. You should be able to hold it. Uh, You should not be losing to Toledo and South Florida, Hawaii. And Hawaii had one of their better teams. I don't care. Uh, UMass, you lost to. That was brutal. East Carolina, you lost to.
0: That UMass loss might be the worst one in program history.
2: So I'm not going to accept those under any any circumstances i don't care what you throw at me i am (laughs) not going to to accept that
1: losing to umass at home
2: right i will not tolerate that so do i need to lower my expectations on that absolutely Absolutely not not. no now this next year so you can lose games and there's a winner and loser in every game so that's the way it is so here for next season They can lose six games again next year.
1: But that might be a really good season. How were the games? What was done? Who were the opponents? What kind of season did the opponents have? You have an awesome schedule next year. I absolutely love it. You got big
2: games throughout. And I've spoken and communicated with Tom on this very topic. And this is the way they have to go. I applaud them hundred the, uh, percent to have any form of relevance as an independent they they must do what Tom has put together. I support that one hundred percent. Now I've spoken with Tom on this, and you you want you want a bunch of wins or so they can put together a bunch of cupcakes, but people aren't gonna be happy with that. So he's scheduling wise. He's doing exactly what he needs to do, and he's that they've done a great job with that. I'm Now that this will be their 10th season, if you would have told me in year 10 they'd have this
1: schedule. Michigan State's coming in. Missouri's coming in. Utah's on the road this year, and they're going to see your Devils and Stanford. A lot of Pac-12 teams. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's great. But those teams in the Pac-12 that you used to be able to be ballpark spending – now they're dwarfing you. Thing came out yesterday that the Mountain West, their new TV deal, they're getting like between three and four million, basically, yeah. which is up substantially because they're only getting a mil. Correct. And that's great
1: for them. But, but if everybody else has moved to 10 to 15 to 20 to 25 million and the Big Ten's heading off to 40 million.
2: Yeah, but the problem, the reason why that's not as big a problem is you're not competing with those teams, you're competing with the teams within your realm. So you're all in the same park money wise. And the Americans yeah. getting seven is what their new deal's. BYU be. is not competing exclusively with the Mountain West or largely with the Mountain
1: West. They're competing with Power Fives largely. So They're opening I mean, with four power fives next year and yeah. there's six of them on the schedule. Yeah. So it's half and half.
2: Uh, right. And so but the, the other ones that they're competing with, the, the other Mountain West teams, it's roughly ballpark. I think BYU is certainly making more than that per game with their ESPN deal. So uh, that's good. So you got that, too. If you
1: just want to go by money, all right, well, then they should lose those six games. But then you better beat the other six games. And they didn't beat Hawaii and San Diego State to end right. the season, which would have put BYU fans in a very different mood right now because they'd be sitting on 9 4.
2: Yeah. So you just can't roll out and just making a mathematical draw the line across, and well, they spend more money and they get more money on their TV deal, so they're going to beat us. It shouldn't. It doesn't have to work that way.
1: And that's why they beat Tennessee, who has more TV money, yeah. and USC, who's got right. more TV money. Right.
2: But they're doing what they can scheduling wise. That's why they got to make sure that they're going to do what they can financially wise, and then you let whatever happens happens. But for me here. It's real hard for me to come down on these coaches and just say, oh, my gosh. Because then you're just going to get in that realm of just changing coaches. And I just don't know that that's that's the answer and hope you hit on somebody and then you get somebody who wants to be there and is going to stay there forever and be way undervalued. Um, I don't know what Lavelle Edwards is being thrown, what money was thrown at him, but the money that's being thrown at these guys now how does Bronco say no to Virginia?
1: Well, he doesn't. Right. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't. And how do those assistants say no? That's even more understandable. Because they have less security. So to be offered that Reverse, kind of money. Like none. Right. I mean, it's it's a, the whole business is high risk, high reward. But as an assistant, there's more risk and less reward. You're the first one that gets thrown out of the boat when there's tough times. The head coach changes assistants. And the head coach has more reward. He's making more money. So an, I think, I don't think you should be arguing about the head coach making the jump, whether it's Bronco or Leach or whoever, but you absolutely can't be arguing about the assistants. That's total no-brainer territory. You're working year to year. You serve at the pleasure of the president. Well, you serve at the pleasure of the head coach. You actually and serve at the pleasure of the players. You could be gone so quickly. Because if they win your ball games, you're yeah. going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> And the 19-year-old drops the pass. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for playing. Yeah, you're out the door. Uh, How'd you yeah. like to go sell some medical supplies or some insurance? Mm, something to be said for that. Yeah. But, if that's but not a lot of you, them not, wouldn't want to. That's not what you want to do. Right. That's why they're doing what they're doing, because yeah. they didn't want to do that.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's what you want to do. I've got no problem with that. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, I can tell you guys were making low 100s and being offered high threes.
1: That's a no-brainer. Yeah. You make 100 this year, what do you make next year? I don't know. Right. You want to make 300 next year? What do you make the year after? You could be your assistant, you could be gone. You better grab the cash this year. It's all so many assistants. You look at these guys' resumes, and we do it all the time. I don't know if the average sports fan does, but guys get hired, and we kind of heard of them, but where have they been? I know where they were in their last job, but where were they before that? You start looking at them, lots of guys moving around every year or two. It's so common.
2: And then you look at what Utah did. Some school starts sniffing around on uh, Scally. Uh uh-uh. uh. Lock him up. Yep. Now, maybe an unusual situation since he's born and bred here. Family is here. I mean, I'm playing a couple of summers ago, you know, actually in the spring. I'm playing Bonneville and I'm, I'm uh, walking up the 10th fairway. That hole goes uh, west to east, mm-hmm. right? And on the south side of it, there's some little league fields. And so I'm walking up to my shot, and I don't know if it was opening day or what, but they got a kid announcing the uh, next kids coming up, right? Now batting, number whatever, Bud Scally. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> and funny.
2: you could hear it.
1: I mean, it's, you know, well, yeah. yeah. It's if you've, if you've system, played yeah. there, that, yeah. that there's there's a <laughs> tennis deal there, and there's baseball fields right yeah. next to you. You can't miss it, right? So, and it's right in the middle. It's like not next to it. It's in the middle, yeah. so you can hear it on several holes. Yeah, and it was loud as
2: can, clear as can be. Yeah. So I get on the phone. with Scott, Scott, I just heard your name. <laughs> oh, what's, what's going? On? i like, you don't have kids that old. That's ah, my my brother's kid. Yeah and it's named after our grandfather, yeah. So, I mean, he's a local guy, and if you give him any reason to stay, he's going to stay. So maybe that's a little bit different. But I like that the way they act decisively. And then I get down to Texas last week and I hear, oh yeah, man, Texas was they were gonna they were gonna go after him hard. Well, boom getting locked up right away, and who knows uh, who else was interested in them? Maybe UNLV for their head coaching job.
1: Mountain West uh, had several jobs open this year. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Who knows? Uh, you know, what do you do? Boom, they, they, they lock them up and just take care of that like this? that's If I'm a Ute fan, that's sweet. The more continuity you can have, the better, particularly when a guy can recruit you know, what's it, sell ice or snow to an Eskimo? What's that phrase?
1: That is yeah. the phrase. Yeah. Seems like uh, Morgan can do that. Well, there's, it's not a big surprise that in Texas, I mean, football is king. He's been recruiting Houston and Dallas forever. Clearly the Texas coaches are crossing paths with him, and they're hearing from high school coaches there when they talk about who's coming through and what they're like. There's multiple chances for Morgan to make an impression on Texas. So when you hear that from the Texas media when you're camped out there at the Alamo Bowl for three days, once you think about it, that's not a surprise.
2: But I love the fact that Utah said, not happening, we're locking you up. Now, you've got a situation here. Washington State is open, and I don't know that this is going to happen, but if Washington State comes after
1: Jay Hill, uh,
2: what's, I what we were supposed to do? I already
1: saw the list, you know, and beat writers and – Web folks got to throw stuff up there, and they threw 10 names up there, and his was on it. Should be. They've hired a Weber State coach before.
2: Yeah, it should be. Now, the last time they went to the Big Sky it didn't work, so I don't know. But if I'm Washington State's administration, I'm at least giving Jay Hill a look at because he's done just a marvelous job. You barely can ask for anything more from what they had to what he's done. I mean, that's, that's just incredible. So I get that. I don't expect Weber State to be throwing millions at Jay Hill. That'd be sweet if they could do it, but if, and actually, I, I would be alarmed if they could.
1: <laughs> Where did that money come?
2: Yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like well, now we got Big Sky guys doing that too. This is just getting so out of control. That that would be even more bad news for BYU if Big Sky if Weber State comes out. No, <laughs> we're matching it, man. I don't think you have to worry <laughs> about that. It's
1: great hypothetical, but I don't think you have to worry about that.
2: It gets to that point. Then I mean, all hell has broken loose. That for sure. If we got to that point, I don't think we'll get to that point. But if we ever did, oh my gosh, that would just be totally out of control. But it's good to know that he's being considered, and it's good to know for the Utes that hey, somebody was sniffing around, or somebody's were sniffing around your guy.
1: The other the other names that have been thrown out there: uh, Brian Harsin of Boise State. That would make sense if they could pry him away. I don't know that they could. Uh, we've talked about Wyoming, how they went and got a coach who was uh, a little older, and would he want to move on? Maybe this is his chance. Craig Bowl got thrown on the list. Uh, I don't see. How I about Nick Rolovich that. at Hawaii? They were airing it out and winning games, and Washington State is used to an entertaining style. And a quirky personality uh, as a head yeah, coach. Yeah, you can see that. But Stay inside the conference. USC was throwing the ball. You want to go get Graham Harrell? He's one of Leach's former quarterbacks. Right. Well, that's the thing
2: about Leach is that he's created... A coaching tree? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury is now with the Cardinals. Yep. And so, there's guys out there that have come in contact with him. I mean, His his influence is felt down at Corner Canyon. Because one of his buddies growing up there in Cody, used to coach at Jordan, was the coach uh, and his assistants, the head coach at Jor- uh, Corner Canyon now. And picked up stuff so yeah you get you get all that stuff and go go there. I'm telling you whoever it is, I tell him, all right, I wanna hire you, but I'm gonna hire you on one condition. What's that? You hire Rocky Long as D C Rocky, you just wanted to be a coordinator? Come on up, buddy. <laughs>
1: You're the head coach of the
2: defense. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I won't even go on your side of the building.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to fire assistant coaches. You don't have to deal with tell you administration. What do. You don't have to deal with media and boosters. You're going to have to recruit. You are going to have to recruit.
2: That's part of the gig. It doesn't matter who you are. You yeah. got to do that.
1: But, I,
2: man, I would fly with them. And get, get one of Leach's disciples on offense and see if Rocky wants to do that, get him in there as a defensive coordinator, and you you pretty good staff there.
1: But there's also the chance to go the other way. Alex Grinch is a former defensive coordinator up there, and he's at Oklahoma now, and so there's a lot of talk about bringing him back. He seems to be on everybody's list. Oh, yeah, they'll have no shortage of candidates. Because even though they don't pay SEC money, they still play play. play,
2: play, play.
1: Hey, pretty yeah, good money. He was making high threes, scheduled to go into the force. He the fourth highest paid coach in the Pac-12 last year. Yeah,
2: and he has a place down in uh, Key West. Key West. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, expensive to live down there. So you're making a huge chunk of change. So they, they can get somebody, and he's leaving the program
1: in, in fairly decent shape. Certainly better shape than he had when he inherited Andy Katz joins us next, college football digital reporter for NCA.com. He doesn't work for the Big Ten Network, for Fox Sports. You saw him do college basketball for years at ESPN. He joins us next to talk Utes and Cougars and Aggies. And stay with us.
0: And now, attention. Top of the wire One. on 97.5 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
1: Utah Jazz trying to make it eight straight wins. They host the Charlotte Hornets tonight, 7 o'clock. Vivint Smart Home Arena. You can watch the game on AT&T Sportsnet. Listen to it on The Zone. Jazz game night. The pregame show starts at 6 p.m. Last night in the NBA, Chris Paul, the Oklahoma City Thunder, win again. 113-92, they beat the Rockets and ruined Russell Westbrook's return to Oklahoma City. Sixers with a big fourth quarter, rally to beat the Celtics 109-98. BYU comes up short in an 87-84 overtime loss to St. Mary's. T.J. Haas, a 29-point game and a dunk at the end of regulation, a force OT. BYU hosts Portland at the Marriott Center tomorrow, 7.30 on BYU TV. Yoli Childs not expected to play. Splint on the finger, waiting for that to heal. Supposed to be out a week or two or so, according to Mark Pope in the pregame radio show. Top of the wire. Brought to you by Ken Garf Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram. Buy your next car, Ken Garf. West Valley used cars now with more than 600 used vehicles in stock. They've got Utah's largest pre-owned inventory in one location. Stop by and see them today.
0: This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Member of the Utah Jazz, George Yank There was a moment several
3: weeks ago where there was some concern about this team. Was there ever any concern in the locker room or did you guys know eventually this
0: thing was going to get heading in the right direction? We always have confidence, especially with how we work and how hard we work and how close we are. Obviously, we had to figure some things out and make some things happen, but I think you can never underestimate how close a team is and when a team has great chemistry and they continue to work hard and believe in each other. I mean, that's all you can ask. Obviously, you need talent, but I mean we have that from, from top to bottom. It was just us putting it together like a puzzle. I know people were questioning us, but we're rolling now, and we just have to keep doing that. Our schedule's going to continue to get tougher, and we're just going to have to keep proving that we're a team that belongs. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And
1: The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. Time now to talk some college sports with Andy Katz, college football digital reporter for... Basketball. NCAA.com, Big Ten Network, and Fox Sports.
2: He's our basketball guy.
1: He used to work at ESPN.com. You would see him on ESPN. You'd see him on TV. I'd always see him around March Madness. Oh, for sure. And you'd always see him uh, with President Obama in the Oval Office or the... East Room or whatever, the Blue Room. I don't know where they were doing it. Picking games. And then ESPN had the layoffs, and uh, he's put together this new deal. Doing stuff for Fox and for the Big Ten and NCAA.com. And you go way back with him, PK.
2: Yeah, he, he worked at
1: Albuquerque. Sitting next to him at the pit in the 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah. Watching the Lobos and the Utes and some classic showdowns. and then at the, I, always,
2: I always loved the conference tournament in Vegas. Everybody would get together. I mean, those are the heydays of the media. I mean, like Denver would travel at four people. You, know, you had the Rocky Mountain News, you had uh, the Post. The Denver Post? Yeah. You had the paper up in uh, uh, Fort Collins, and then you'd get a columnist or two of photographers. Yeah, well, it, was a, it was a big deal. Particularly when the Utes would come to town, even the Cougars. In, in those days, I was covering the Utes. Yeah, yeah, and they had great teams. I feel like a relic here talking about the old days. (laughs) It's just 20 years ago. But, yeah, those are great, great
1: times. Now some of those newspapers don't even exist. Uh, Was it the Rocky Mountain News went under? Correct. Yeah, Denver Post, it's a one-paper town now. Yeah, it sucks. And people don't travel four. They're more likely to travel one or two. Right. It's a different era. If at all. Right. But there's a lot of digital dot-comers there who didn't used to be there. So everything's morphed and and changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously the league itself has teams coming and going. But the media was a tight uh, uh, group of folks. Because at that point, when you came into the 90s, were you the new guy? A bunch of them had been on the on the beat already for, some of them. for 10 or 15 years. We have to
2: check with Andy. I'm not sure when he started in Albuquerque. I think he's probably a little bit younger than I am. Uh, and then he went on to Fresno. And hung out with him a little bit there, too. And then the next thing you know, we hit the big
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> where where was it when uh, you were sitting on a rock under a tree or something, and he went blown by on a phone or something? Or you were on the phone? Oh,
2: yeah, I felt re- no, no, no. He's he's coming walking. I think we're in New Orleans, and and I didn't and he walked by me and I said and he didn't say anything or something and, and I said something about him big time and me you're on the phone I felt really bad
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you so you jamming somebody up
2: and he's not the type of big big time anybody
1: alright Andy joins us now he is on the Sprint special guest line lease any phone and get an iPad or Samson tag, a, tab A for ninety nine ninety nine. visit the Sprint store nearest you Andy good morning
3: uh, good morning, guys. So anyway, we were I do just... big time. I, I, I've known Patrick for twenty-five. I don't know how many years.
2: Yeah. I don't big time. Right, you don't. You know, I felt like a fool. I was embarrassed that I, I <laughs> said that. I yeah. know, but
1: it's so you. Just take a shot at somebody. I know. I felt bad. Try to get a reaction. You do that all the time, uh, Andy. Before we get uh, to uh, all the sports, we want to talk about. You know, people are familiar from reading you and seeing you on ESPN for years, and we all know the media is changing dramatically. Everything's in flux, and so ESPN's losing subscribers, they have massive round of layoffs, and you get caught up in that, and now it looks like you're doing the hustle now. The Big Ten Network, Fox Sports, nca.com. you got a podcast. How does the media change for you, and how do you put it all together when ESPN just basically, you know, turns everything upside down?
3: So actually, I feel better than ever. Uh, and I'm doing really well. And I have no complaints um the only one is i am traveling more uh but you know my kids are older they're in high school so you know this would have been harder if they were little um to travel as much in the school year as i do now but um so that's the only negative um yeah i mean uh you know was one door closes another one opens and i'm i'm a firm believer in not being bitter not being angry if anything, when I go back to what happened in April of 17, uh, I was hurt, disappointed, kind of shocked. And I never, you know, everyone deals with everything differently. And I, I just never went through the, the anger part because I didn't feel it was healthy for me. And I didn't want my family to see me, you know, um, in that way. Uh, and also I knew I did nothing wrong and I was doing great. So um, the good news was, I had years left on my contract and so um, I was not, you know, in any dire situation and uh, you know, because I, I I know this because I was in good standing there. um, I negotiated to where, you know, I could sort of do things as an offset, if you will. And, uh, um, and that sort of opened the door to NCA.com and Big Ten Network. And then, uh, that spun into Fox Sports, Big Ten Network. Now I've added Pac-12. Uh, and then uh, the, um, uh, I, you know, sort of opened up to doing um, sort of a bunch of other little conferences. I shouldn't say little. I mean other conferences um, where I'm doing things for them, uh, you know, whether it's WCC. I do some stuff with Missouri Valley and America East. Um, And uh, basically I put this pie together and, uh, you know, I'm writing less, uh, which I do miss, but I'm feeding sort of the monster of everyone wants, you know, video. They want, you know, reaction. They want rankings and lists and opinion. And so I changed with the times and, and, uh, and it's working out well. I mean, so I, you know, I, I don't really have any complaints. And I don't feel like I missed the beat in terms of, you know, being away. And then the other thing, you know, you mentioned ESPN, uh, I wasn't replaced. So I don't feel like, you know, they went in a different direction because, I, you know, I just, I, they didn't hire someone to replace me.
1: Well, good to hear
2: that you're doing well, Annie, because you're a good dude and you worked hard all these years and you certainly deserve it. That's for sure. I can testify that through firsthand experience and eyewitness. And since you said you've been doing. Stuff for the WCC. I wanted to hit on BYU a little bit. Mark Pope, new staff, first year and all that, doing a marvelous job. But it just seems like the Cougars can't catch a break. You know, they they, they had some nice wins. They get a little momentum going in the conference, and then Yoli Childs goes down. And, you know, Baxter has been down the whole season, and we know about Childs' suspension early in the year. So my thought for you is if Childs – if they could just – hold the fort down, so to speak, between now and when he comes back, and they can put together a good February. When it comes time for selection Sunday, do you think the committee or how much would the committee take into effect the suspension-slash-injury to Yoli and if he's healthy at that time and they're playing good ball to help them get in the tournament?
3: I definitely think it factors in, you know, for example, the Houston win, is going to end up really helping them because that was a game they won without him uh, on the road, uh, and now Houston is playing great, and really, I think, you know, Houston and Wichita are probably the favorites to win the American now, so that win is going to have great, you know, shelf life. Um, You know, uh, the UCLA win, UCLA is obviously up and down. Um, You know, they can hope that UCLA gets its numbers up, but I do think that if they can, you're right. Hold the fort, but you know, last night was a missed opportunity. Could have been another, you know, great win against uh, St. Mary's. Um, you, you hate to say that because it feels like this every year, but I kind of feel like they got to beat Gonzaga once. Uh, you know, I, I, you gotta, they got to beat them once, whether that's you know Spokane, Provo, or in Las Vegas, uh, if they got the opportunity. Uh, I'm not saying that's the deciding factor but I think they've got to do that. Now, what will help them is, uh, you know, and this is the same thing for Utah, by the way, too, because they've got some good wins. Nothing is, no team is in its own silo. Everything is related. And, for example, because I was going to put together a bracket for March Madness next week, I mean, right now, I only feel comfortable with four ACC teams, and that's not the norm. But, you know, it's all interconnected. And North Carolina's gone on a tank. They're not any good right now. Uh, You know, it's basically Florida State, Duke, Louisville, and Virginia. And so if that holds true, you know, that's another opportunity for a BYU or maybe Utah if you can be in the conversation.
1: So, you know, they always look at good wins, and you bring up, uh, you know, the fact they got Houston and they have a chance to get Gonzaga here. Also, really bad losses figure out. Yoli didn't play when they lost at Boise State in OT. The other losses, you know, San Diego State, obviously a good team. Uh, The Utah loss, his first game back. How much do Utah, Boise State, uh, will they factor in?
3: So, there have been years past, and you guys know this, where BYU had bad losses. Mm-hmm. Like, everything you rattled off, um, I still don't think it was a bad loss. I mean, we'll see where Boise ends up, but that was, on, if I'm not mistaken, that was on the road. Yep. Um, and it was close. So, um, you know, that, that, that to me is not a bad loss. And then the Utah game, you know, Utah is going to be decent, where, you know, they, they knocked off Oregon, they beat Kentucky. I mean, you guys all know this. So... Um, that's not a bad loss, and it was overtime again. Uh, so I, I don't think they've got any really bad black marks on their resume right now. They just need more wins. Um, and, and now what they can't do, and they've done this before, is, like, they can't lose to San Diego, for example. Uh, and I would say, looking at the WCC right now, San Diego, probably Loyola, maybe Portland. But, you know, this, this will help them if they can beat these teams, especially on the road, you know, like Pacific is much better. Uh, Pepperdine, much better. You know, Santa Clara, which lost to USF last night, they have been playing better. Like their numbers are better. So that helps BYU because it's been years past where if you don't beat St. Mary's or Gonzaga, then you got no chance. Uh, But uh, you know, some of these other wins could help them if those other teams continued to have decent numbers.
2: Pac 12 currently has three ranked teams, uh, one of which is not Stanford, who is 13 and 2 and 2 and 0 in the conference. How many teams do you see getting out of the Pac 12 into the tournament?
3: Well, you know, my gut says if they can take care of business, I say five, but that might be generous. Um, you know, I felt really good about USC before they got blitzed by Washington, and then felt good about Washington until they lost Quaddy Green, who was academically ineligible. Um, Stanford's got an interesting resume because they haven't played great teams, um, yet they've got good numbers. Uh, You know, they're high in the net. You know, last night was obviously a good win for them. They had to come back and win that game. So, you know, they could end up being right there. I I would say the height is probably five, but I could, like I said, I could see Utah replacing, um, you know, one of those, like a USC or a Washington or maybe a Stanford. Uh, And then the other sort of team that's hanging around there, uh, we'll see, you know, how they perform here is Oregon State. Um, You know, Oregon State had a win at Colorado. Uh, They have to be a little bit more consistent. So I would say there's at least seven to eight that are in contention. My gut says it'll settle in around five.
1: The Utes have beaten uh, Kentucky which is a great win, and they have beaten BYU. The losses to San Diego State and Oregon, those are obviously very good teams, but when you got Coastal Carolina and Tulane losses on your schedule, what kind of games do they have to win going forward to offset that?
3: So, you know, every game counts. Those were early um, and missed opportunities for them in that tournament in South Carolina. But, um, you know, I, I feel like because they beat Kentucky on a neutral Uh, the BYU win and especially now this Oregon win with Oregon winning last night against Arizona, that's going to get better and better. That's going to, you know, that's going to grow well with age. And, uh, you know, if they can just keep protecting the home court, um, like for example, you know, Colorado loses to Oregon state, Um, you know, Utah, um, you know, they played well last weekend. If they can continue that, and make it a difficult place to go into the Huntsman Center and, and, and get those wins and then steal a couple on the road, they're going to be right there. Which would really be remarkable because, you know, this was a high turnover on this roster. Obviously, Jimmy Allen's playing really well for them. But I, I will say this about Larry Kosowiak. Uh You know, his teams continue to get better throughout the course of the season. And we've seen that. Um, you know, if they can just clean up some of the early part, but uh, – he really has done a really nice job of, of keeping them you know, competitive and relevant as the season progresses.
2: Yeah, that's for sure. And with all these young guys, it looks like you know, whether they don't get in this year, it looks like the future is pretty bright for next year and beyond that, as long as the guys stay, and hopefully they do that. We thought that Utah State was going to be taking the world by storm, but they've struggled a little bit. It looks like they've got a lot of work to do. I can't imagine, though, back when – we covered the Mountain West, which was used to the old whack, that they would only get the Aztecs in. In my mind, that's got to be at least a two, if not a three-bid league, right?
3: It should be. Um, yeah, Utah State's been a little disappointing. And and I know they've had injuries. I know Kada has not been healthy. And that's obviously a major factor because that one-two punch with Sam Merrill. Um, but it's weird. Like, it almost mirrors exactly what happened with Nevada last year where two years ago, you know, Nevada took the league by storm and they had this great run. And then all these expectations came to the Wolfpack. And then last year they started losing games and, you know, they barely got in um, and then they didn't do well once they were in. And, uh, you know, they sort of feel like Utah state surprised, you know, last year they win the league over Nevada. Now there's all this hype top 25, uh, and now they're suffering that same fate. I mean, literally, it looks very much the same with what happened to the Wolfpack.
1: Well, Andy, we appreciate a few minutes. Congrats on the uh, you know, negotiating all the turbulent media times. Good work there. And I look forward to talking to you down the road.
3: All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it.
1: Andy Katz checking in. NCA.com, Big Ten Network, Fox Sports, and as he says, doing work on a host of conferences.
2: It's good that there's work out there for people who want to work. That's for sure. And, you know, he gets laid off through no fault of his own. because He'd really risen to, to great heights and then budget cuts. So you certainly want to see people have jobs if they want them and people like him who deserve them, who knows what he's talking about when it comes to college basketball. And I hope for BYU's sake that they can not have these bad losses and that Yoli can get back and they could be judged on the, the team that they actually are.
1: This is how many games is he going to end up missing. I mean, he's at 10 right now, and it feels like 12, 13 are easily in play. Well, I want him back at this point. I'm thinking
2: get back in February, put together a good run in February, uh, win at least one if not two ball games in Vegas, and then I hope that the committee says, well, wait a second, this kid's a really good player, and he's had this misfortune. Certainly the injury is a misfortune. You can argue the other thing. And then we believe that they are going that they deserve to get in, even if, even if they get in as a 12. At least get in.
1: Just get in
2: the field. Yes, because I think that would be, uh, under the circumstances, a real good accomplishment and something that Mark Pope can use as a stepping stone because he's got seven seniors this year, so they're going to have to reload going forward, and you want to see that happen.
1: 12 and 5 is a good record and certainly they got some uh, quality wins mixed in there but when you see the three overtime games you think man how at that point how close are you to 15 and 2
2: it's maddening yeah it's absolutely maddening if I'm a BYU basketball fan this morning. I, I have my, my number one emotion is frustration.
1: OT with Boise State, OT uh-huh. with Utah, yeah, and yeah. OT with St. Mary's and lost all three of the OT games. And and
2: uh, Yoli didn't play in any of those games as far as the OT goes. Obviously, he played in the Utah and then got the muscle uh, what was right. it, cramps or but, spasms But, he, but or he missed Boise State and St. Mary's yeah. altogether. Totally. Yeah. 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 All both
1: right. of, and all three of those are on the road. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 the zone. BYU, falling in overtime at St. Mary's without Yoli Childs. Question up on our Facebook page. How come BYU football and basketball are getting besieged by injuries? Aaron, they've lost the magic. Starting to tick me off. Rocky says it's the Max Hall curse. Something about Lemon right on and off the field, Brian says. Magic happens is too easy. It's a low-hanging fruit. I'm not going to say that.
2: You just did. Yeah, you did. Old magic happens. Where would they be without me?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What? Talking about something else. Not that. (laughs) Magic happens. Yes, it does. (laughs) But not lately in overtime.
2: I heard a story of uh one of these shows. Who's that? What's the guy's name? Is it McAfee?
1: Pat McAfee. Yeah. Former pun- former Colts punter.
2: Yeah. And he's telling a story about um uh, Collie who was just a baller. And just I, I cannot praise him enough in the way he balled out at all times. I mean if you had a team of Matt Austin Collies. <clears throat> and Max Holes. no wonder why they won. <laughs> Those guys, they they would do whatever it took for sure. And in addition to being skilled. And uh, Colleague was a rookie, and he goes and tries to make a catch, and he sticks up his left hand. And they come back to the huddle, and McAfee's telling this story, and he tells him, uh, Peyton Manning says, Get out of here. So they get, he goes off the field, and the coach says, You're in. He said, Colleague says, No, I'm not. Well, he he told me to get out. Well, the moral of the story was son We don't do one-handed catches around here (laughs) And if you're gonna go up and give me that one-handed catch when you can get two hands on it You're not in my huddle
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who's running this show anyway? Peyton
2: Peyton is running the show and that was a great lesson and obviously Austin You know he was an excellent pro that was derailed by the concussion issues for sure, but in college that that's the type of baller you need. That whole de- idea of will over skill—that sounds good, you know, in the star system. But what you need to have is you need to have good talent, and then have that ball out under all circumstances. So
1: have the will yeah. and the skill. Yes, yeah, not one or the other.
2: And Austin had both, and he
1: had a will that rivaled anybody's. So the next year when they had to go up to Utah and all the U fans were ready to just let him have it, and he takes that kickoff back like 60 or 70 yards, that was awesome. Yep. (laughs) You just knew, i got to come up big now. These people are on me. And then he actually came up with a big play. Yes.
2: He combined the tangible with the intangible literally about as, as well as any athlete that I've ever been around. College pro.
1: Alright, DJ and PK, we got some tickets for you if you want to go see the Utah Stars. Off to a great start. Yeah, excuse me, the Salt Lake City Stars, not the Utah Stars. Bill Sharman, Zelmo Beatty. Bill Sharman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Booner's <laughs> lacing them up. Yeah, where's did he Ron? Play for the stars? He did. Salt Lake City Stars are fifteen and four. Got a couple home games tonight and tomorrow. Memphis Hustle tonight, the Ottawa Caliente Clippers. Tomorrow, we got tickets to see the Clippers and the Stars tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. You can listen to the game on The Zone. We got a four-pack of tickets to that game tomorrow night. Saturday night, you want to take the kids out. Four free tickets right now, 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. David Locks coming up next.